Hi, Ashley here from the Global Meat Alliance, and I'm going to take you through our five key takeouts for the months of November and December 2021. First of all, we wrap up COP26, which took place at the beginning of November in Glasgow, Scotland. And as anticipated, animal agriculture did not feature heavily in many of the debates and discussions. However, there was quite a bit of negative noise around COP26 in relation to animal agriculture across media and social platforms. What we also know is that next year's COP27, set to be held in Egypt from November 7 to 18, is anticipated to have a heavy focus on animal agriculture. If we think about two of the key events that took place this year, the United Nations Food System Summit and now COP26, both thrust our sector into the spotlight and questioned its place. Both events also gathered momentum and in addition, media, consumers, policymakers, influencers and activists continue to debate our role in healthy, sustainable food systems. Looking ahead to 2022, we have a really exciting opportunity to collectively work together to have a proactive voice in these discussions, as well as work on improvements, innovations, and continuous sharing of best practice. And both Laura and I via GMA remain committed to ensuring that our work plays a key role in this space. Circling back to COP26, the main outcome was the Glasgow Climate Pact. The pact acknowledges that existing roadmaps of action put forward by individual countries are not sufficient enough to keep the goal of 1.5 degrees alive. Therefore, countries will be required to update these roadmaps for COP27 next year. Despite this conclusion, the initial wording that was included in the Glasgow Climate Pact around fossil fuels was softened. So originally there was a commitment to phase out fossil fuels, this changed to phase down. As we've also covered previously, the US and EU announced the Global Methane Pledge and during COP26 over 100 countries signed up. It's important to note that the pledge does not set specific targets for individual nations but rather a collective global target of an overall 30% emissions reduction. 141 countries also signed up to halt and reverse forest loss and land degradation by 2030. The wording here includes a commitment to implement and, if necessary, redesign agricultural policies and programs to incentivize sustainable agriculture. Our third key takeout is around questioning the red meat health data that was outlined in the 2019 Global Burden of Disease Report. The report claimed that global human deaths from eating red meat had risen from 25,000 to 896,000 over two years. This data was also published in The Lancet, and it's widely referenced by a number of reports, including the National Foods Strategy, the UN Food System Summit, and the EU's Farm to Fork Strategy. And the clear message is that eating red meat is bad for human health, regardless of your age, gender, or health. A group of scientists led by Professor Alice Stanton and Professor Frederick Leroy have compiled a collection of global data which looks at the relationship between eating red meat and human ill health and deaths. The scientists concluded that they could find no relationship between this data and the global burden of disease report. They have since approached the Lancet and other key scientific journals to publish these findings, but so far have had no luck with this request. 
GMA will be hearing from Professor Alice Stanton and our December networking call to give an update on next steps. Another key event on the calendar, which is set to take place next month from the 7th to the 8th of December is the Nutrition for Growth Summit, which is hosted by the Japanese government. The aim of the summit is to transform health systems and food systems to deliver better health, nutrition and diets for the most vulnerable. The recently released 2021 Global Nutrition Report will be presented at the summit, which uses Eat Lancet as a reference. The report suggests that a person's individual nutrition choice not only affects them personally, but also affects the health of the planet. It also states that current food production for meat-heavy diets is directly correlated with high amounts of greenhouse gas emissions globally. And finally, keeping with the theme of studies, there has been a new study published this month in the British Medical Journal, which has linked the global meat trade with an increase in non-communicable diseases. The report suggests urgent undertaking of cross-sectorial actions and policies which are less dependent on red and processed meat trade to reduce diet-related disease. There has already been some media coverage in particular across the UK and Europe. And in our insights report this month, Diana Rogers takes us through the report and provides some key messages and responses to the report. And that completes our Big Five wrap-up for November and December 2021. For more information on any of these Big Five issues and to access our monthly wrap-up, which features plenty more commentary, latest news and opinion, you can sign up to our database at globalmeatalliance.org. And finally, on behalf of Laura, myself and GMA, we'd really love to thank you for all of your support this year. We're looking forward to making further impact in 2022 and doing our part in connecting the global meat sector. Wishing you all a very Merry Christmas, a fabulous break with your loved ones, and we look forward to chatting with you again in 2022.